It is great to have you on the Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Jolin House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. I would like to highlight a ministry that I have loved for years, Compassion International. Compassion is an incredible organization that is all about releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. They currently serve over 2 million children and their families in some of the most poverty-stricken areas of the world. And here is my favorite part. All of this is happening in the local church. Compassion is all about equipping the local church so every single child is cared for by the leaders in their community. As a pastor, I found Compassion to be a strategic part of our global mission strategy. As a church, we've incorporated Compassion into our focus on Honduras. Compassion made it easy for everyone in our church to put their faith in action by caring for a child in need. I would encourage anyone listening to learn more about Compassion, sponsor a child, and release them from poverty in Jesus' name. Visit Compassion.com slash Family Goals to sponsor a child today. On this episode, Pastor Jay and David catch up after not seeing each other all summer. Here's the conversation. So, Davey, I haven't seen you since uh, June. <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. <laughs> Rough life, bro. Where, 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 where you been? I've been on sabbatical. What does that mean? Vacation? Well, it, was, it, was, it was vacation, okay. but it was also... Just time away. So Jennifer and I are celebrating. It's been 20 years since we moved to Grayson to start Graystone Church. Okay. We've never had a, a sabbatical or an extended time off, and so the executive board felt like it'd be good for us to just to get away. And you know, in the summers, I haven't preached a lot. Like in July, I'll typically let the other guys preach. But I'm still here. I'm still in meetings. I'm still, like, connected to everything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we wanted to observe uh, – a Sabbath, and of course, in in the old time, it's, it's the uh, fourth commandment, yeah, the holy day, and so we're supposed to be observing a Sabbath every week. We used to do that in our country. Um, yeah, we. I don't think we do anymore. No, we don't. It's at uh, all. We're always running from one thing to the next. Seven Eleven changed that. Oh yeah, really? The convenience that. store. Yeah, when you had <laughs> when you had seven open up seven days a week, all the time. I think it's really it really changed. Yeah. So we just remember stores used to be closed on Sundays. Everything. No sports on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Everything was shut down. So it, w- it was good for us just to get... It, it wasn't that we were burned out or anything like that, but it, w- it was just nice to... I didn't get a phone call. I didn't get a text. I, I didn't get an email. About work. About work for a month. Well, and do you, do so you feel recharged? Do you feel... I, I do. Oh, I, I really do. It was kind of kind of coming back in, in this week. I mean, I was sleeping in, you know, 8 o'clock... <laughs> So uh, it was good. We did we did some family vacations, some traveling. Where we go, um, where we go? So the big one was we went out to Yellowstone, ah. and Jolin went with us. Jesse went with us, and so we went to Yellowstone for five nights, and then we went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which I'd never been. I'd never been to Jackson, Wyoming, which that place is super cool. I don't know, have you ever awesome. been out there? Been to both those. Went okay. a couple years ago. And did uh, you did you did you camp? No, we we were staying in Pansy. a Airbnb. Come Did on. you camp? Yes. Oh, we you camped. probably glamped. We had a yes. It you was were... definitely glamping. It was definitely glamorous <laughs> camping. For I mean, sure. don't I, don't I? Don't, I know you're not sleeping on the than floor. A, better than VRBO and like you, bro. We were we were we were in a tent. It was a, t- a cool. You were tent. a real tent. Were you in a bed? I don't know. Did the tent a, have a bed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it was at least outside on the campus. Was there a shower? It's pretty cool. 
There was. No, I don't know. I wouldn't shower. I don't shower anyways, but I'm sure there was. But you don't shower? No, we've covered this. I don't shower. I don't use deodorant. Have we not covered that on this? Do show? you and Lindsay sleep in the same bed? Yes, my side's a little darker. <laughs> so when, when you work out with weights, I sweat and you like get crazy. your sweat on. You don't take yeah. a shower. I do cold tub. I do hot tub. You know, usually once a day. But no, I don't. I don't use. I don't put soap on my skin. I don't. I don't put chemicals on my skin if I can help it. Yeah, I don't use deodorant. I don't use. I don't do any of that stuff. Is this? I can't believe I've never shared. Are you that. like a natural, some kind of naturalist or something? Yeah. I mean, I just don't. What is this? I don't see the point. It's because you don't. You don't want to put anything on your skin. Yeah. Why? Like, what why? Like, why are we doing that if we don't have to? Well, typically, to clean. Clean. Do, like, do I clean? stink? I don't know. Do you? Have you ever smelled me? Not I really. I've really never been up that close to you. I'm just saying. Like I think you. I think it gets out of your you system. Don't really if have, you, you don't have bo. I don't correct. Really, yeah. If you eat well, and I think if you take care of yourself, I don't think you have to worry about that. You as You seriously much. don't wear deodorant. <laughs> you don't. You don't use shampoo, soap. Nope. You just get in the cold tub. Cold tub or hot tub? Yeah. Pool, but yeah, don't use any of that stuff. Things you learn on a podcast. Mind blown. I know. Some of y'all shower three All times like a day. He's and... one strange dude. Is he not? <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is this is just opening up a whole can of worms. <sighs> Anyways, I digress. What, what hey, were we you, talking about? You would be proud of the me. natural springs of Yellowstone. That's oh, what yeah, I shower. Yeah, in. we went out to Yellowstone. <laughs> We'd never been out there before, so the thing that we got into. Now Jennifer got into the hot spring. The like seeing the uh, yeah. what, what were they called, Joe and the um the hot springs. Yeah. Yeah. Like. We, Joel and I were like, hey, we've seen one, we've seen them all. Yes. Like, we don't need to see every one, you know? And then, of course, we're, wait, we're waiting for the old faithful to, to shoot up. Was it you a know? disappointment? It was a disappointment was a, for us. When we went, like, it was a huge disappointment. We were like, like, oh, okay. That's cool. But what we got into was the wildlife. And, of course, Joel's a photographer, and he's got, he got some incredible shots of buffalo and elk. We saw a fox, bears. Did you get a moose? From a distance, it was a, oh. it was a long shot. It wasn't up close. That's unfortunate. Yeah, we were the whole time. We were like, because because we were in Jackson, the whole Jackson all area, all these signs everywhere. Watch out for the moose. Watch yeah. out for the moose. Drive. So I'm like, we're gonna see a moose. Well, then we never saw them. Like, what's the deal with all these? They had fake mooses everywhere. Mm-hmm. When we were pulling in at night, we got there really late the first night. We were pulling in and we were driving across the road, and a moose crossed the road, and it was unbelievable oh wow dude i was like holy that's a grown man like that okay. is a so it was a male as a bull moose oh it was it was probably a thousand pounds and the rack was enormous i was just oh, like man dude that thing it was bigger than our car like it was unbelievable i was i was blown away by that yeah i was blown away by how big it was but yeah the buffalo the i thought the animals was the was the coolest part it was too. cool so this is kind of funny so the first day and this is probably a good sermon illustration but the first time we saw a buffalo, we went nuts. Like, there's a buffalo. And so Joe, and we get out of the car. He goes down. He get, he get, there's a picture over there. He took a, took a shot of it in the, in the meadow. And uh, we thought it was, like, the coolest thing. And then by the, by the end of the week, we had seen thousands of buffalo. Oh, yeah. And then we were like, oh, it's just a buffalo. Just a buffalo. Keep moving. <laughs> Keep moving. We want a moose. Yeah, we want a moose. Like, at, like at that point, we wanted a bear or a moose What's, or an eagle. the plural of moose meese? I think it's moose. It's just moose? Moose. Moosin. Moosin? Moosin? Is it? I think it's moose. I don't know. Geese, niece, moose. goose, geese. Anyways, I can get sidetracked on the stupidest things, but I don't know. It's just. 
But it it was super cool. Jolin went out one night about two in the morning and got a shot of all the stars. Ah, oh, and he, beautiful. He got a little scared. He got a little. He got a little. Uh, little jumpy with all the animals. When you can't see five feet in front of you, like it's kind of terrifying. You just start yeah. hearing noises everywhere, and you know, like all the animals that are out there. It's different. You're afraid to get eaten. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we we floated. Uh, we we went whitewater rafting in the Yellowstone River. Of course, Joe. Well, did you go rafting or floating? Well, we did there's both. A big difference. So we went rafting in the Yellowstone. Okay. You know, you got a guide, you're paddling. There's like yeah, we know what rafting uh, is. Yeah, thank you. What is it called? Stage stage three rapids. Y'all did they three. Were, they weren't that big. Weren't two, that two and three. Did, and big then, enough for Jesse. Okay. And then you floated down. And then something? we floated down the Snake River. So we had this rafting well, guide. Well, you floated down the Snake River. Yeah, that's what they call it—a float. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. But the cool the cool thing about that is. We saw probably fifteen to twenty bald eagles, oh, American sweet. eagles, and of course, you know Jennifer's the bird watcher, so she she was the best at like finding them, pointing them out. Joe Joe and got some cool pictures. We got to share the gospel with our guide. This is an in, interesting guy. This guy named Carver. He was what 23, 24 years old. His parents live in Alaska. He grew up in Alaska. His parents are guides, so he moves to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. In a Subaru, sleeping in the car top, and now he's upgraded to a van. He, this guy like lives in a van. Does he have a tent above that like expands and you sleep on top of the I think car? He's just well, he he had a car top, you know, something that you know those car carriers like luggage. Yeah, he was sleeping. But well, they in turn that. into a bed, right? Or no? I, I don't know what he he said. He had some good night sleeps there, but now he's got a van that has like a sink and a bed in and, a van uh, down by the river. Sorry, <laughs> that's what I was. thinking. So we got to sharing with him. Chris Farley. Long story short, he's atheist, and I'm like, "How can you be an atheist? Like, and how see can all you this be, every see day? All of, I mean, we're like at the Grand Tetons, you know, yeah. like Snake River, Grand Tetons. Like, how can you not believe in a creator? And so he made, he made this statement. He said, "Cool, well, I don't need God. I'm uh, I'm happy with my life now." And I'm thinking to myself, "You live in a van <laughs> down by the river, river. eating government cheese." It's <laughs> amazing. So anyway, we had we had a great uh, Jackson Hole was super nice. I didn't realize that was such a nice area. Mm-hmm. And so, we saw a rodeo in Jackson Hole. Oh, we yeah we drove by there. It was good. Yeah, was it fun? It was imp- it was impressive. Yeah, we we've been to the rodeo out in Fort Worth, so we didn't really feel like going to the rodeo. But it was a so we we've had some good time away. That's good. You'd be proud of me. I went to the I went to the gym yesterday. By by that you mean like you got in a sauna. No, I went to the, oh, went, went to the weight room. Oh, you went to a real gym. I Is take, that the first time in a couple months? Did you first time? Well, I'd taken a sabbatical from the gym. Oh, okay. And uh, so that I'm was sure, my first. That sure, was my I'm first sure you time ate back. Great too on the trip. <laughs> I'm sure you were just a picture of health. So I had been getting in the sauna. Mm. I didn't didn't take a sabbatical from the sauna. So I had been getting, but it it was good to get in the weight room. I'm a little sore today. Um, but I thought you'd be proud of me getting back in. Uh, How about you guys? What was y'all? I'd be a lot prouder if you didn't go a whole month without going to the gym. But ours was good, man. We uh, we got to go to Maine. Got to go to Boston. Boston was cool as crap. Maine Maine was really cool. I only have a couple states that I haven't checked off the box Mm -hmm. of where I visited. Um, Yeah, Maine's awesome. So Maine is now off of it. So now I'm down to three states. What did you like in Maine? I think all the views went to uh, Bar Harbor. Mm -hmm. Bar Harbor, I think that's what it's called. 
I, I think. Um, but the views were great. And then we drove down to Boston, which was really cool. So you drive. It's really pretty kind of remote drive down. Um, and then Boston was cool because it was, you know, just so much history that happened in Boston in our country. Mm-hmm. And it was just really, yeah. really awesome. Like the Freedom Trail was amazing, but a lot of walks and hikes and stuff to learn about all the, all the cool things. Did your right kids there. like learning those things? Uh, I think Nicholas does. Yeah. I think Leah, not as much. But. <laughs> uh, so we had, we had a great summer, man. Really busy. Really, really, really glad school started back. Yeah. For structure and routine. Yes. And, like, it's so yeah. hard to get back in your routine. And, and I love my kids, and we love being with them. But, man, we we definitely did the happy dance when they went back to school. So we, you know, get up, get in your word, get in your normal normal stuff. Mm-hmm. And, listen, football threw a curve in that, too. Football's 8 to 12 every day. And then okay. – and then you uh, during the summer, yeah, during the summer. What are you doing from eight to twelve? Work out for an hour, run for an hour, and then do football, quote unquote, practice stuff for a couple hours. The so kids are up there the for players. four hours. Yeah, it's a long time, bro. That's a big commitment. It's eight to eleven thirty, but turns into twelve. You know how that works. Um, so it was a busy summer, you know, and that's and that's the thing I I try to tell. Now that I'm in it, I'm trying to tell all these parents, I'm like, dude, and go enjoy your summers. Don't play sports in the summer. Like, go have fun in the summer because mm-hmm. when they get older, man, it's just it's You don't gone. have a choice. You don't have a choice. Yeah. So go enjoy the crap out of it with your kids. and But, you know, people are still going to play sports all summer with their families, and that's their idea of fun, but it's not that fun to me. But yeah, I prefer, <laughs> not, I prefer not to do that because – it's going to happen in the yeah. future, but good, good word to the parents of the young and enjoy your summers when your kids can, can, because when they do, if they are playing a sport in high school, there's, there's lots of commitments. No matter what sport it is, you're going to play it in the summer. Yeah. Baseball, basketball, or football, you're going to have plenty of tournaments to go to because that's the way people do it yeah. now. So that's the, the se- season of life that you're in. Well, but before I forget about it, I, I wanted to, Pass this book on to you. You got me a book? I got you a book. You got me a present? It's actually my book. I'm just loaning it to you. Oh, so I have to give it back? Yeah. Okay. But nah, you can have it. I'll give you it back. You can have it. I've got two copies. So my <laughs> my pastor. So hold on a second. I'm going to give you a book. I can have it? No, I'm going to let you borrow it. But well, I have two copies. So yeah, I guess you can have one. I mean, why would you just give the book? You got two. Well, it's, it's kind of like Jennifer's book, like... Ah, okay. But... You just give me the... You need my extra set of gloves? I mean... So, Holy Grit, The Will to Persevere. I was thinking about you. So, my pastor, Dean, he wrote this book. It's fresh off the press. Oh, just and if you look, you look in the very front during the... Uh, at the... Uh, what is it called? Dedication? Re- recommendations or whatever. We're in there. I'm, I'm recommending him oh. in the book, and it mentions... I absolutely love how M. Dean Register, my pastor and spiritual father for over 35 years, can take deep biblical truths and teach them in a way that all of us can understand and apply to our lives. I hope and pray that Holy Grit inspires you, as it did me, to draw closer to Jesus and keep fighting the good fight of faith. Oh, oh, Jonathan Howes, lead pastor of Grace Church and co-host of the Pollock Family Goal. Ah, nice. (laughs) Sweet. How about that? Dope. So Dean's going to be on the show. Your tag's getting really long, by the way. Lead pastor of Greystone Church and co-host of Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. That's a that's a mouthful. When you speak, is that how you speak now? You go up there and say all that stuff. No, I don't. But he want he wanted to include the Family Goals podcast in the in the book. That's cool of him. Yeah, that's very nice. 
So holy grit, and it talks about different heroes of the faith oh. and why they had to have holy grit to persevere. So it, so it goes through, you can look in the table of contents there. It hits all these great uh, heroes of the faith. But I was thinking what you're going through right now, the will to persevere. And ho- hopefully this book's going to... Abraham, Joseph, Caleb, Elijah, Mary, John the Baptist, Peter, Paul. Boom. So pretty, pretty cool. Appreciate that, bro. Holy grit. I think, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. So, but you, I, so I have a hard, hardback copy that he actually wrote. You know, something to Signed me personally. And, so yeah. I didn't. I'm not giving you that copy. Correct. I, giving, I agree with that. I'm giving you the paperback. And you know what? I'll give you this back so you can give it to somebody else. Okay. How about but, that? So he, he's going to be here. He's going to speak at Greystone in October. We'll probably sell the books. So we're, we'll have plenty, plenty of copies. So you just keep that. Oh, sure. Thanks. Appreciate that. So, I have I have given you a lot of things over the years, but you have given me some Pollock family foundation stuff. A little swag. Yeah, I got a little swag. So I got your, yeah your ice cream cup. <laughs> you like that? I figured you'd like oh, that. Oh man, the the content the list continues of yeah. So the other night I was eating my bluebell mint chocolate chip ice cream out of the family goals. Um, you did that on purpose, though. I did that on purpose. Well, I actually I grabbed a, it. It was such a nice big cup. Yeah, he sent a picture to me and my wife and said, "Thank you so much for the the mug." And he had ice cream in it. I'm like, "You did that just <laughs> on purpose, just to only you can take a coffee mug and make it unhelthy." That was a legit me. mug too, by the way. It was the mug's, yeah. The mug's awesome. Yeah. The mug's. Well, great. I think I grabbed it because I could get more ice cream. I probably got like four scoops in there. Yeah, nice. So that's what I've been thinking a lot about this summer. And I want to talk talk about today is sacred places. That there are sacred places on earth. And I and I was looking at the Bible, and there's several examples in the Bible. So Garden of Eden is a sacred place. Like it's a place that Adam and Eve walk with God in the cool of the night. The Holy Land is a sacred place. Like 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 the promise. Israel is a sacred place. Like Mount Zion is a sacred place. Uh, I was thinking about Bethel, and I I wanted to read this verse from Jacob, Genesis 28, talking about Bethel. Listen to this. It says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. I I I love that part because I think there are certain places that are sacred, they're holy, and, and if we're not paying attention, we don't realize it. We're not, we're not even aware of it. He said, I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He, t- he took the stone he had rested his head against, which I think is kind of strange that you use a stone for a pillow. That's probably how it was done back in the day. <laughs> this is a hey, nice, that's this right. Is, the next day he went and saw his this chiropractor. Is, this okay. is a nice, comfortable stone to lay my head against. He set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured oil over it, so he anointed it. And he said that he named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if, if he'll provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely from my fa- to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I've set up will become a place for worshiping God 
and will be present to God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Which so he makes this vow to God. That's another thing I've been thinking a lot about, which I'm not necessarily want to talk about today, but this whole idea of making a vow to God. Like, God, if if you will do this, then I promise like like if God does this, he's he he makes If I win this, the lottery, I'll give you fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I, and I've had guys like like one of one of my best friends, you know, he he made this vow. God, if you get me this job, I won't just give ten percent of my income. I'll give fifteen percent. Like he makes this vow to the Lord. I've, I've heard I've heard guys talking to a guy last week. We we were having lunch together, and he said, you know, if if I get this job, then I make this promise to teach Sunday school. Or you know, and so so it's like we make these vows to the to the Lord. Um, but he says that that Bethel is a sacred place. It is surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. It was, it was a house of God, a house of, of worship. And so I think what makes a place sacred? What makes a place holy? Uh, use the example of, of uh, Moses in the burning bush. You know, God's speaking to Moses. He says, take off your sandals. The place you're standing is holy ground what what makes a place holy what makes a, a place sacred it's the presence of the lord surely the presence of the lord is in this place and that's why church church is a sacred place because the presence of the lord jesus said we're two or more gather in my name there am i with them and so this idea of holy places and and sacred places and places that we can be in the presence of God and meet with God. And so so for me, like like getting out in nature, like when we went out to Jackson Hole mm-hmm. and we went out to we're up on the mountains. Like like to me, how, how can you're in the presence of God? Like mm-hmm. you see how awesome God is. And you have these mountaintop experiences. For other people, it's going to the beach. Yeah. Like the beach the is ocean. like the here in the ocean, real and then, you know, it, the Bible says that God holds the oceans in the palms of his hand, that you realize how big God is and how small the you are. Is. And you, know? you and us, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I do the same thing when we go to Grand Canyon, stuff like that. It's just, like, it's, it's a hard thing to sell. Like, how do, like I remember saying to my kids a bunch of times on those trips, just how, how do people not believe in God and you see this? Like, look how amazing this is, um, this creation is and how cool it is. Not, I, I didn't do it as the beach as much, but it does make sense with the beach too. I mean, it just it definitely should get your brain twirling a little bit. So, so what? You have any 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 places in your life that you're like, this is a sacred place, this is a holy place. <laughs> like, what what is it for you? I mean, I don't know that I have one. You know, I, this this would sound probably strange, but I think my car turns into one most of the time. Mm. And I say that because as soon as I get in a car, I try to listen to a sermon. I try to listen to praise and worship music. It's, it's a place that I always pray, you know, cause it's just when I'm in a car, I don't know what it is. Or when I'm driving, I just, my brain thinks about so many things that needs to get accomplished. And it, I don't know if it's cause I'm stuck in one place and I can't move, but it's always a place to me that, um, I don't know. It's just always productive. It's always a place that I get, a lot done that I think about a lot, but a lot of times, um, it's sermons, it's praying, it's 
even if I don't, have, I don't, I don't have the radio on a lot of the times anymore. Now that's when you know you're getting old, by the way, because your parents are like, "You're so boring. Turn the radio on." When you're a kid, and now, I'm like, I kind of like this because I talk to God and pray, and but I don't really have one at the house because I'm in the living room when I do my small quiet time, and so that would be, I guess, that's the first thing that comes to mind with me besides church and stuff like that. Yeah, I think ch- church is is definitely like when I when I drive onto our campus here every time. Uh, and the, the front of our building has the stacked stone on it, and, and, and it re, it's a reminder to me of, of God's faithfulness, God, God's provision uh, for me and my family and, and for, our, for our church. Every time I walk, I walk through the doors, I, I sense the, the presence of God, that, that, that this is a holy place, that this is, this is a sacred place, and we're, we're coming here to, uh, to worship Him. Um, I love the story of Elijah. I wanted, I wanted to read that. And uh, Elijah goes up on a mountaintop to meet, to meet with God. And uh, 1 Kings 19 says, Go out and stand before me on the mountain. And the Lord told him, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance to the cave. And, and I, love, I love that passage because in, because in our minds, we want God to be in the earthquake. We want God to be in the fire. We, we want God to be in the, in the tornado like the these supernatural, miraculous things of life. But God wasn't in all those things. He was in the quiet. He was in the quiet. He, he was in the whisper. He, he was in that still, small voice. And, and for me, the sacred places are anywhere and any time that I can be close enough to God, intimate enough to God, to where I can hear that still, small voice. And, and, and I think, you know, the, the verse that, that you've been clinging to the, the Psalm 4610 is to be still and know that I am God. And I think so much, there's so much clutter in life. There's so much noise in life. For me, like even just getting outside, like, like yeah. getting out of my house, away from the phone, away from the TV, away from the computer, just so I can hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. But, and you mentioned in the, in the car, like turning off the radio. And I think there's always so much noise, like, 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 you know, and there's been times in my life where if I'm in the car, so I want to be productive, so I'm calling people or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm, you know, I'm always got something going, but we've got to have those quiet times to where we can hear that still small voice, yep. be in the presence of God. That's really good. I like that. And I, and I think if we don't do it, then we'll, we'll continue to not hear. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can, you can be as busy as you want. Not only are we addicted to, busyness we're addicted to noise you know like we don't we don't like quiet you know you come in the house and you've been gone all day long the first thing you do is sit down to eat something and what do you do you turn the tv on just to listen to it mm-hmm. even if you're not listening to it you we just we just like the noise I, I think that i think the challenge for me would be to, to that is to where do i find that where do where do i where do i make sure i get that every single day where am i now i mean i i, I would i would probably think a lot of us get up in the morning and do that um it's the first thing I you know do is just roll out of my bed, get on my knees, and try to get some quiet. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I've heard a lot about meditation and people that meditate and how they love meditating and how it calms them and slows them down. And I thought about doing that. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how that works. I'm sure I could Google it, but no telling what you'll find. But, <laughs> um, but I, I think it is important. I, that's something that's important. Definitely made me think of making sure that I find that time. And, and a lot, not just once a week. Yes, I, so. I, get it, I get it in the hot tub, too. And that sounds silly, but like I get up in the mornings a lot of times and I go to the hot tub. I'll read, I'll read and do my, my devotional stuff and I'll get in the hot tub and just get peace and quiet. Sometimes I'll do it at night too with the stars out. It's awesome, but just get out there and then try to turn everything off, your brain off and just get a little bit of quiet. I do love doing that. So meditating, the idea of meditating, a good, a good example would be a cow that is chewing the cud. You understand, uh, you know, a cow like he'll 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 be chewing on some grass, and then he'll he'll put the cud in the side of his mouth, and he'll just kind of kind of sit there for a while, and then he brings it back later in the day and chews on it some more, and then he then he puts it back. So it's the the idea of meditating is is chewing the cud, like you're meditating on a scripture, like like be still and know that I am God, and so you're thinking about what what is what does that really mean to to be still. What what does that mean uh, to know that he is God? And what is What does that look like what in is my the, life? Yeah, and so and and to know God, like what does God want me to know about him? And you start thinking about well, as you as you're chewing the cud as you're thinking about it, it's like what are the attributes of God? Well, what what are the attributes of God? What are the characteristics of God? Well, God is love and God is grace and God is mercy and and God is omnipotent and God is omnipresent. You start so so you start dwelling and thinking about all those things. And then, and then you might go about your day, but then you bring it back and you, hey, you start chewing, hey, you know, something else reminds you of, 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 of how awesome God is. or how may-. So it's like throughout the day, you're, you're meditating, you're thinking about that particular verse or that. that no matter what comes up, you pull it out. Yeah, you're, you're kind of pulling it back out throughout the day. And then, and then by the time you go to bed at night, you will have meditated on that verse day and night. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. Where do you feel closest to God? Pastor Jay talks about being in nature and seeing God's creation as being his place. David says he doesn't necessarily have a place, but it seems like anywhere he can be still, like in his car or in the hot tub or just at night where he can look up at the stars and it's quiet. It is so important for us to find that place where we feel close to God, to have that intimate connection and relationship with God. So where is your place? If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week. 